0: I of dreams to keep my head level Strip the system to stare at the devil A whiny voice flexing, but it got no real power You tell him to flee, and they will be gone in an hour One words are like brass knuckles connecting to y'all's jaws of glass I ain't losing, I don't lose, a so fight fair This is for the real ones who ears are open over here There's a reason my voice comes through while you're sitting here Something gets a fine tooth to bump on your way to work And other know the spirit is hitting in, so let it work Yeah way in the buffalo the skulls and crossbones. ladies and gentlemen boys and girls you're tuned in to glory podcast i'm your host monk how y'all doing go pick up my book reclaiming the man a rough guide to knowing your divine self it will bless your life really will Go pick that up. If you want a copy, you can't afford to get one or, or whatever, just email me at glowrymusic at gmail.com. And I'll see what I can do to get you a copy of that. That's like straight up. So, And again, we've done a few episodes covering different concepts and some of the content from the book. But it all flows together. You'll see that a ton of the stuff I talk about in the book are Really gets into the nuts and bolts of the stuff we and the themes that we've discussed on this podcast over the last two years since I've been doing it. So there you go. Today, I want to talk about a concept or a phrase that I heard. I don't remember where I heard it. I don't remember if I was in a church service. Uh, Me and my wife just got done doing this thing called Rodeo Bible Camp. I don't know if I heard it there. I've been in all these coaching clinics this summer for what I do in my day job. I might have heard it at a clinic. I'm not sure where I heard it, but I heard this phrase and it just stuck out to me. You know, and when things stick out to you that way and you remember them, that's the divine impulse in you, your divine nature, the spirit of God inside of you saying, yo, pay attention to that. And the phrase that I heard that stuck out to me was it is easier to talk than to do. I'm going to say that again. It's easier to talk than to do. So take a minute right now and you can pause the recording after I say this. Take a minute right now just to sit in silence for a couple of minutes and think about that phrase. If you're a believer, pray about that phrase. Ask God what that phrase means to you and what it looks like. You may see, receive some words. You might feel a word or a phrase bubble up right, right to the tip of your tongue. Say it. Write it down. You might see an image in your mind's eye, you might see a picture, and then ask God what that picture means. So take a minute to do that right now. Okay, so we're back. If you took a minute to do that, you know, just jot down quick ideas. It doesn't have to be anything super long and drawn out And what I'm trying to model here is a type of prayer you can engage in to further ground your your connection with the divine and the spirit. Now, you're already indwelled. You're already full of the spirit. You're already full of divinity, right? God lives inside of you, but it is your belief that God lives there and you are connected to God It's your belief of how strong that connection is that determines your experience. You know, you can't get any more of God than you already have. But the more you learn who you really are, the more you get your old self out of the way. And then this thing grows in degrees. So yes, you have God. You have the fullness of God right now. Yes, you're saved and you're saved right now. But you're also going through a process of learning how to lay those things down and give them to God. So whatever you saw, whatever you heard, you know, you write that down. And it could be something that's of use for you right now in this moment. Or it could be a big deal and you want to sit down and meditate upon that further And that's one way you can meditate upon it is doing that little exercise that we just did. But what does that mean? It's easier to talk than to do. A lot of stuff going on with that. I think especially given the climate you know roe v wade was just overturned and so you have a lot of talking going on right now on both sides of the issue but at the end of the day y'all have a lot of talking what is either side doing in regards to this issue other than talking and causing further division amongst ourselves You know, I wrote a a song. It's out on all digital streaming platforms called A Decision. And I actually wrote this over a year ago. I released it and then we had to pull it because of some of the contract issues and the way the songs were released, the album that I released it with. And now we've put it back out. But, you know, basically it's a story song. It's a a song in story format And it goes through this girl's process, her upbringing, and then the song ends with her at the clinic, pregnant, knows who the father is, but the father is left, and she has to make that decision. Now, some people will hit me up and said, like, oh, why are you writing a song as pro-abortion? And it's not pro-abortion, like if you go and listen to the song it doesn't ever says if she goes through with the abortion or not she's there and I give you a cliffhanger ending she's there with the weight of all this going on considering it we don't know what she does but the point being is I was trying to engage you as a listener to see where your bias was so in one sense I'm trying to humanize this person or people that are in a situation like that. In the other sense, I'm also trying to show you like, hey, this life and all these lives are precious. The point being, we can talk, but what are we doing? And then in the midst of our talking, how are we behaving towards each other? We can talk and talk and talk and say all this stuff, but that talking is actually doing something. right? The power of the tongue is life and death. Are you speaking death over other people? Guess what? If you're speaking death over other people, you're speaking death over yourself. And then you attract because you have authority. God you have God-given authority. God's given you that authority, and God's not a tyrant. He honors your freedom so much that he will actually allow you to speak death over others and over yourself because he honors your freedom so much. God's not a tyrant. God's not a dictator. God's not a micromanager. So when we talk, it is actually doing something. And we're not aware of it. See, the doing, the intentional doing's a lot harder because we can talk and talk and talk and be forever in reaction to things. And then we're actually turning ourselves into something we would never think if we were to have looked in the mirror and said, this is who I want to become. Through our talk. You know, and then social media... It can be a great tool. It also can be destructive. So I want to encourage everyone listening. And I know I promote pretty much almost 100% of the promotion of this podcast happens through social media. But we have to limit our exposure to that because it it exposes us to a, a version of reality that's not real It doesn't line up with truth. It doesn't line up with the truth about who God says you are, who God says I am, what God says about the world around us. And then what the eye beholds becomes what we end up believing and experiencing. So if I am spending so much time engaged in a realm, because that's what it is. It's a realm. It's its own little world, social media. And I'm engaged in that realm. If I do it too much, do it long enough, I start to believe that the world is that way instead of another way. And then my reality, the reality that I experience follows suit. Because... I've been gazing at it with the eye, and then those words start coming out of my mouth, whether it's in reaction or whether I'm having a good conscious response to something. But even the response, sometimes we can respond a certain way that's calculated and done on purpose, but if we are doing that, like when I engage in social media... And I'm not I'm not soapboxing here. I'm not saying I'm better than all of y'all. I have just recognized that the emotions that can tend to get me I can tend to get emotional over things in social media, what I see on social media, and then because of the convenience of social media, I'd be so easily just hop on there and spout a bunch of words and hit post. That I've learned to be intentional with how I use social media, when I use it, and all of that. But even in that intentionality, I could post things that are death and not life. And in turn, speak those things over myself and others. And the thing is, we think we're speaking these things as a way of making the world better, but we're actually speaking death and we bring more death upon our own heads. It makes the world worse. You know, it gets back to that episode I did on Power Versus fourth by uh, Richard R. Hawkins. No, David R. Hawkins, sorry. I'm getting him and Richard Dawkins mixed up. And... You know, he says in the book, he's like, if we're a country that has a law that's anti-murder. Then we have to get rid of the death penalty because you're feeding the same spirit. To kill is to kill is to kill is to kill. Whether it's justified by the law or not, he says in there. So when we're speaking, you want to speak life and not death. Whatever the discussion is, whatever the subject matter is, it does not matter. And this is where it gets into, like, you got to be partnered up with the spirit of God and yield your the renewing of your mind to that. And the people are like, I don't want to give that up. It's going to change who I am. Yeah, it's going to change who you are. It's actually not going to change who you are. Everything that you've been through in your life that you've held onto has turned you into somebody you aren't truly. You're not truly that person. Yielding the other way and knowing your true identity actually allows you to become who you really are. And that's a process I'm going through right now. And you could probably recognize it, those of you who have listened with me the whole way have heard my podcast on day one up to now. And I've been doing this purposely because I feel like I'm on a journey and I'm going to be real about the journey. You know, just real talk. So much of my behavior and the trajectory my life took and has taken is because, lo and behold... I find out at 36 years old, I have clinical depression and I've been clinically depressed for 20 years, maybe longer than that. I did not know that. I thought it was just the way I was. So now, understanding that and knowing that, I look back through the trajectory of my life and so many of the relationships that I had, so many of the things that I felt, the way I even did things and approached the world was a manifestation or a function of me dealing with this depression. The depression was running my life, influencing my behavior, influencing my relationships to the point to even how I just feel f- physically, emotionally, and mentally day to day is so different. Because I lived with this thing for so long, I claimed it as part of who I was and it's not part of who I am. So I'm actually in this position where I'm like, yo, I don't like I'm really just learning who I really am. Because I know the difference between a behavior that's a function of this depression I was walking around with versus a behavior that's not a function of that. It's easier to talk than it is to do, but you got to understand when you talk, it does things, does them to you. So you speak in death, being critical, judgmental of everybody and everything. What it is, is the words that you are speaking are actually a mirror, a glimpse into how you really see yourself. So if you can say it about another person, you would keep it at an arm's length and be like, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. So better hold on tight when you're saying those things, because it will not be very long till those words come back on you and you have to confront them in your own life. And we're in a time where there's a quickening of this. It's called the quickening of the spirit. We're in a time where there's a quickening. You speak a word and it comes back on you fast. And this gets into your health also. If you're struggling with health issues, please be very aware and conscious of the words you speak over yourself. And the words you speak over other people. When you talk, it does something. It turns you into something. It's easier to talk than to do. You know, we talked about the ease of the convenience of social media. We are collective. We are collective species. We are a species that is attracted to being around one another at all times. Now we have introverts. So I'm an introvert, but we can't do this thing alone. And for the majority of human history, we don't do this thing alone. It's only within the last couple hundred years, or relatively short time, if we trace the arc human history, where. You're actually able you could live a whole life alone without ever coming into contact with another person in the modern age. You could have your groceries delivered to your doorstep. You could work for home remotely and make enough money to provide for yourself. Like literally, you, you like, we have it's so convenient right now for us if you set the situation up in a certain way, where you never actually have to leave your doorstep. And you never, so then you never ever have to actually interact with anybody, which means you never have to confront what you look like to other people. And that's all fear-based. But we weren't meant to do this thing alone. This is just something that's an advent of the modern world in which we live. We need each other. It's important. One, because you got a gift. You, sitting there right now that's listening to this, you have a gift, and maybe you're walking in it, maybe you're using it, but you have a gift. You have an expression of God. No one else in the world, in all of time and space, in all of human history has never experienced before. You, you listening to this. You have a gift God has given you that's never been experienced by anyone or anything else before you and never will be after you. So how dare you sit there and not share that gift with the world, with those in your circle and your sphere of influence. And I know sometimes Your greatest fear is connected to this gift that you've been given. This gift, this calling, whatever you want to have it, this talent that you have. I want to encourage you. Again, it's easier to talk than it is to do. So speak words of life over yourself until you are bold enough to use that gift amongst other people. Because the world needs it, you need it because you're going to feel more of who you are. It will be effortless when you begin to use it, and other people will be blessed by it. Unfortunately, in the West, we live in a society that doesn't necessarily put an emphasis on success in terms of what these gifts may be for some of us. Some of you might have a gift or a calling but there's no way for you to monetize it and make a living doing so. Or your gift might be something that's just not appreciated because it's not productive but whatever that gift is, sit in it, God in you honors it, if you honor it yourself and speak life over yourself, you're going to see your circumstances, you're going to see the environment around you begin to change, because literally it's the will of God on your life, and anything trying to hold that back is going against God, and going against God creates destruction, and maybe you might see a pattern of like that in your own life. I've seen it. I was going against the calling in my own life. I was going against the gifts God had given me in my own life, and my life was a wreck. My life was complete chaos. Well, why? Because I was literally going against the will of God in my life. I was going against my own creative force. House divided cannot I stand? It's easier to talk than to do. That action is hard. But here's the thing. Sometimes your thought of just putting something in action, this is anxiety too, creates an anxiety. The anxiety or the buildup, the thought life of just considering stepping out into action sometimes is worse than when you're actually in the middle of doing the thing. You know, that's what I tell um, a lot of my athletes when we're doing preseason training. We run the 400 meter dash a lot when we're doing off season and preseason training with my athletes. So those of y'all who don't know, the 400 meter dash, it sucks. Right? It doesn't matter how good you are at it, how bad you are at it. Even the guys that are best in the world, Olympians, if they run it right, they're going to hurt at the end of that race and after that race. It's just the nature of the beast. Now, I remember the first time I ran a 400-meter dash. It was terrible. I hurt so bad at the end of it, I never wanted to run it again. But guess what? I had to run it again the next day. <laughs> but the point is is I, like I would psych myself out about how bad I was going to feel when I finished whereas I missed how fun it actually was and the feeling like when you're just doing the race it's not that bad it's just the exertion of the energy that you put forth in the midst of it when you finish and now you're like oh your whole body's going to be locked up your lungs are going to feel like they're on fire but you do it enough times you just get used to that feeling that pressure you know basically 400 meter dash is it's a sprint one lap around the track 400 meters for a decent athlete with no training you're gonna run that in about a minute so just think you're you're sprinting more or less as hard as you can go for a minute straight giving it all you got yeah you're gonna feel a little something when you're done but here's the thing It's not that it doesn't hurt the more that you do it, but your system knowing what to expect is able to handle it better. And that's kind of like that when we step into action, it's easier to talk than it is to do. So we can sit here and say all these nice things, check off all the boxes, wear the gear, make our sanctimonious... Facebook posts. But the I heard this the other day, it was Trey Johnson said it. So if you are familiar with Trey Johnson, Trey Johnson Ministries, and um I think he has a leadership school, but he said, you know, transformation comes through application. The transformation comes through the application. So you can have all the knowledge. And there are a lot of people I know. I, w- I was in this camp for a long time. I had a whole lot of knowledge. Whole lot of knowledge. Whole lot of know-how. Like, I knew how to do a whole lot of things. I knew the process behind a lot of things. I knew a lot of random stuff. But I would had all that knowledge, but I had nowhere for it to land. I wasn't applying that knowledge to anything. That's part of what this podcast is. is me applying... The knowledge, because I'm kind of a studier. I'm one of those guys that I study, I read stuff. I think deeply about it is how I'm wired. But if I don't apply, I'm just going to sit there and go crazy. It's the application, right, that ignites and initiates the transformation. And then your eye will be open to see a little restoration and when you're feeling good it's going to change your situation you'll let up a big scream and shout of jubilation Nah, i'll stop but you get the point everything that i said and those rhymes were true you got to get the application down and the application comes through doing now the doing you're not doing things to try to earn Something to earn a gift. A gift is a gift. A gift has to be freely given. Other ways, it's not a gift, right? That's why in the scriptures uh, it says the wages of sin is death, right? Where do you get wages? You get wages because you work for them. So, right, you actually worked and went against your true nature, how God made you. You actually had to do work to do that. And what you earn from that work is death. A gift, you cannot earn a gift. It's freely given. So your identity is a gift. And from knowing that the gift of grace has been given to you and who you really are, now your action flows from this place of, I am free to do whatever I choose. I've been given this gift. Now I'm going to use this gift, not because I'm trying to earn my place, but it's because of how I'm made. I hope y'all see the distinction. You are using what God has given you in your doing, which is harder than talking. You're using what God has given you in the gratitude of receiving the free gift, not using it to try to earn your place and earn your keep because it's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't give any you can't earn anything. The only thing you can earn, wages of sin is death, right? If you're trying to earn it, the only thing you're gonna earn, you're gonna reap sin upon your head into your life. And if you progress, and sin it's just blind, sin is spiritual blindness. Sin is separation from God, and it's not this whole oneness separation. You can feel the full presence of God, the full presence of the divine in your life, but one little area you might be holding back, and there's separation in that area. You could be feeling separation in your finances. You could be feeling, you could be having, so sin in your finances, right? Right? you're good in your relationship with God and all these other areas and know that you're wholly restored in your dean, but not in your finances or maybe it's in your health, right? Etc. You can apply it. Again, I said apply. That's application. So it's easier to talk than it is to do and the other part of this is Right, You got to walk it like you talk it and talk it like you walk it. And I'll be the first to admit I don't always talk it like I walk it. I'll walk it out. I was so big on action that sometimes I wouldn't speak the words or I would mask my words because I was ashamed of what people would think if they really understood why I... Did what I did in the doing part. I'm being delivered from that. That's why I'm able to step on the microphone and speak boldly to y'all. About this. So... You got to talk it like you talk, talk it like you walk it and walk it like you talk it. So your deeds and your words have to line up. And this is where so many of us are getting caught up or reaping destruction into our own lives and the lives of others because we're talking this and we're doing that or we're doing that and we're talking this. For me, I was kind of flipped because I wasn't a big talker. But I would not speak boldly about the things that I was doing. And there's a lot of different reasons behind that. And they're not justified. But I understand why I was doing it. And I understand why I have to change it. But my talk had to match my walk. Even though the walk, the deeds, the action part on my on my part was fine. But I wasn't talking with the boldness and it just in the absolute straightforward truth in the way that I needed to in regards to people would ask me well why do you wake up every morning and work out why do you you know why do you do this why do you do that a you know etc if you struggle on the flip side you talk a lot but you don't walk it Maybe you need to listen more. And so that exercise we did at the very beginning of this podcast, that's a listening exercise. So if you're struggling with that, do that listening exercise. It's powerful. But I want to caution you, this thing is not about power. This thing isn't about knowledge. This thing isn't about wisdom, although you will gain all of those things. The thing's about, really, what it comes down to is love. And true love is being able to see yourself in another and seeing another in you. And then at the end of the day, having the willingness, if it came down to it, to actually lay your life down for another. See, right now we would lay down our lives, it seems, for someone that has the same mindset, the same ideas as us. But would we, could we, will we lay our life down for our enemies? This is why there were so many martyrs during the days of the early church, the first, second, third centuries, not being so far removed from the original when it happened they understood hey I want to lay my life down for my enemies what a testimony but I want to encourage you if you've listened this far it's because you're feeling a burning in your heart you're feeling the burning in your heart because it's true right all of this inside of you Like, it's truth, and now it's the deep recognizing the deep within you, and it's drawing that out. The same words of truth that I'm able to speak to you, you have the same ability to, because it exists in you. Engage it, flip the light switch on, and see what is there. And in the midst of it, may God grant you clarity and peace as you go on your walk. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. I will caution you, though. Does not always mean it's going to be easy. But this is where the gift of grace comes in. There is grace for every situation. Don't bite it. Right. Um. you don't win the war by fighting. You actually win the war through surrender. It's surrender to the gift of grace. Surrender to the gift of mercy. Surrender to your original and true identity who you really are. And that's all I got for you tonight. So just make sure your talk matches your talk and your walk. Your talk matches your walk and your walk matches your talk in that in your talking that you are having the deeds to back it up, make a- application that will allow you to become the person you're supposed to become. You know, we'll do another episode on this, but you want to be You want to be the person, like me right now, I'm 37. I want to be the person at 37, right, that my 18-year-old self will be proud of. I want to be the person at 77 that my 37-year-old self would be proud of. So let that sink in, brothers and sisters. And until next time, it's your boy, Monk. Peace and blessings to you from the Most High. I'm out.